Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterbacks app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. When your practice squad kicker goes five for five in PATs, two for two on field goals, which includes a game-winning single doink, Mr. Samuel Sloman, you become Titans folklore, and you are my new hero. Hi, I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. The Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson, they should all be docked at least one draft pick. I'm saying a third, but I, I could live with a fifth. That was absolutely ridiculous and it is going to set the National Football League back years if they don't step in and do something immediately. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks, our first day live on YouTube. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, Maybe you can hire Armchair Community Access Channel He's the armchair quarterback He's full of beer and he's full of snacks He's the all-American man He can do what it is Howdy, hi, top of the morning to you Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio Show I'm Mac McGee sitting alongside Justin Waller Justin how the hell are you this morning, sir, with your Titans hat on? I'm doing great, Mac. I'm also standing with a can full of gas about to pour on this fire. So you're upset about that uh, Eagles debacle, I can I can sense. Is that from the Giants hat well, or? Well, okay, so yes, I do like the Giants, but they are, they're not a team that I, I root for feverishly. You know that. I'm I'm a Titans fan, first and foremost. I do like other teams. I, I pull for the Bucks, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But anyways, it's more of the fact that to, for it to be so blatantly obvious that they threw it, right? The best tweet, by the way, I think I'm going to start doing this more often. I've, I've got to pull up this tweet. The best tweet all weekend that I saw was from ESPN's uh, Doug Kazarian, I think is how he pronounces it. He's he's the guy that that hosts uh, the hosts the the ESPN um, Daily Wager, and this is a perfect perfect line that he put right after the game. He said, "Are you a Quantum Leap fan, or did you watch Quantum Leap back in the day?" I've seen parts of it. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Then you'll get it. He said that looked like an episode of Quantum Leap. Scott Bakula was transported into the body of an NFL quarterback and had no idea what to do. If only we could have seen Ziggy too. <laughs> hey man, I, it's only fitting on Monday, and I'll come back around to it when we uh, finish up the show. In a little sorry, dude. But uh, man, just get seven wins. You got to at least go, Jeff Fisher. Go seven and nine or nine and seven, and you don't have to worry about the Eagles tanking on Sunday night. I but get. I get the Eagles that. also playing for a draft pick too. I mean, that's the difference in the six and the nine. Why win the game? Well, What's the point this, for them? Well, this is why I say. Uh, I look. I've said this for years that they need to fix the NFL draft system. 
I mean, we've seen the Dolphins do it before. We've seen the Jets. Those are the two teams that come to recent memory that I can blatantly remember. I know the Titans got bumped back a draft pick because the Dolphins somehow won. I think it was the end of the 18 season, helped them for the 19 draft. Could be off a year there, but I mean, we've seen it before. I get it. Giants fans are livid. I'd be livid if it would have happened to the Titans, but uh, I go back to when you're 6 and 10, you don't really have much to stand off. I mean, come on. By the way, if anyone finds us on YouTube this morning, haven't seen us before, we, we've been doing this show uh, for seven years now. Uh, we just flipped over to YouTube Live. Uh, we do this on live radio, and then we also have been on Facebook Live. And the Facebook Live, well, um, I've given up on it, so to speak. Uh, it's it's ran its course. The new year, I wanted to try YouTube Live, so that, that's where we are right now but look the thing is if if the shoe was in the other fo- on the other foot you would be livid too if you were I'd be upset I mean, about it but I'd, I'd fall back to six and ten and be like hey man course, we should have won seven of games course, of course i get that but this is the way you get rid of it you go to an nba style uh lottery and that way you're not guaranteed i don't like the way they do their lottery i think their lottery is shady as hell behind closed doors nobody sees it they used to do ping pong balls right you could see it live it was a great television event i think the nfl would do it right because the nfl always trumps the the uh nba when it comes to stuff like you'll honestly have to fill me in on that one uh, the the top is it the top five in the nba how they do the lottery it's it's every, I- it's every team that doesn't make the playoffs but every team but the worse your record is, the more ping pong balls you get in. Okay, so and then they draw, and you get those right. drafts out of there based on your right. number of balls you had right. in. Okay, and that's the way I would like to see it, so that there's no de- definitive, like for instance, and you know, one of the teams that I pull for because I'm in the Jacksonville, Florida market is the Jacksonville Jaguars. But them tanking and not putting their best foot forward, for instance, had Tennessee lost that game yesterday, they they were fortunate. To get the that, that I mean that field goal kick we'll get into that in a minute but uh, but it, it's it's it goes to my concern of whether or not these games are legitimately be trying to be won and you're gonna get this more and more and so I think they could need they could nip it in the bud by doing something doesn't have to be exact but some version of a lottery system where you're not guaranteed the top pick just because you have the worst record because you're basically you're doing the most anti-american thing you are rewarding someone for sucking right i mean that's 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 pretty much what government bailouts are well that's the nfl i mean they think if they they come from it from the approach if they give the crappiest team the best player or opportunity to take best player because we've we've seen that they don't always take the best player but that they have that that they will they will keep their weakest link stronger is their philosophy through that now is it flawed do people play in the gray area and manipulate the system absolutely they do but i think you're going to have that no matter what, I, I like it the way it is. Um, anyway. I would just prefer that it's not a perfect. You have the worst record, you automatically get the number one pick. Even if you want to do it in tiers, right? So that you know, we'll say one through five, five through ten, that kind of thing. Because you've got a situation where teams just flat out quit playing for the last month, and that's all I'm saying. They've got and, to fix that. Now I will. I, I'll go on a rant with the NFL as well. I mean, similar to that, I think it's ridiculous that the 
Cardinals are sitting at home and anybody from the East is uh, in the postseason. I, I know see, you now, need a I division against, winner. And I'll tell you what, I think I know where you're going because I saw this stuff up on, on uh, social media last night. I am against getting rid of division winners and just putting the best seven teams in because then you go into that NBA NHL thing where divisions don't really matter. You you start to lose what the NFL has over over those three conference or those three leagues or I'm sorry those two leagues is the fact that there are real rivalries in the National Football League because winning there the are. division means something you know what I mean and so like if if it was to the point of what you're saying then the entire NFC East no one would have watched it the entire year right and so sometimes divisions suck but remember when Seattle got into the playoffs several years ago. They were like seven and nine or whatever. And everyone made fun of them. And then they beat the saints in the first round. So I just, I think a division should matter. And I like the divisions in the NFL. I'm not opposed to the division unless you have a losing record. I would like to see a caveat, Maybe we don't completely get away, but, uh, it's just hard for me to swallow. And, uh, and you look at the AFC team this year, and I mean, you're stacked that, top to bottom, and and then you understand it. it. It's hard to see that same comparison on the NFC, and I know it changes. Uh, I can name a year; uh, it's been a while, but the Panthers got in with a losing record uh, before as well. I think they won the division, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they would have had to because it would have been a two a losing record with a wild card. So uh, it, it's been a minute, but yeah, we, we've seen that happen multiple times. But uh, well, that's well, a change I would like to see versus redoing the lottery we we'll put a pin in that because uh i think that's something we, we can argue later on but let's go ahead and start the first quarter of the armchair quarterbacks uh the texas longhorns fire tom herman and hire sarks in the same day and there's no way those two weren't weren't predisposed. You, you know there were conversations behind closed doors saying, will you come? Yes, I will. Okay, we'll fire him, right? Do you like the hire? Because we all know that there was collusion in the background. There's no way that they did did their, you know, quote, unquote. Oh, hey, oh, Sark already had it worked out with Saban that he was going to stay through the national championship. I mean, he didn't get the blessing from the godfather to go <laughs> go talk during this postseason run with uh, out collusion behind the door. And I'll tell you but, what, you wouldn't have it in the previous years because I guarantee you this whole thing was done through Zoom or Skype or whatever, right? Right. There's there's no way. There's no way. You you Years past, it's plane rides here and plane rides there. I think I think the one thing that we're going to get out of Zoom and whatnot is that you're going to get uh, these these things expedited a lot faster. I saw yesterday that, that there were already being coaching job interviews set up via Zoom and Skype or whatever they're on. Uh, and they, they had them listed for, for the, for the upcoming, uh, openings. Right. And I was like, man, in years past, they'd be flying to this city and flying to that city and da da da. And I've always wondered back then, I was like, you can't do this over the phone or video phone or whatever. Like you've got to fly back and forth and dine and wine and all that stuff. Uh, so I, th I think that, I think that's a good thing. It's going to, it's going to happen in the world of sports. This is going to start exponentially because no one's going to go back to that. Right. And you, two seasons from now, you know, you know what we ought to do. We ought to fly around the country every single, you know, for the next week and a half and meet every single guy and all their family and their dogs and everything else just to find out if, if, if this guy can be our coach, if you, if you can't figure it out in a zoom call, then what the hell are we doing? 
right? Um, but I think the hire can be a good one. Um, I, I think that Texas offers many of the things, if not more than what Alabama can offer. Um, I hope Sarkeesian's uh, completed his rehab with Saban and doesn't fall off the wagon because that, that's going to be the catch right there. Um, can, can he can he keep track? Because he's put up two years uh, the best numbers that an Alabama offense have had. I mean, completely kind of changed the way Saban's uh, ran his thing. He, he doesn't have to have his elite defense. I mean, he's been putting up just crippling offenses that just nobody nobody can handle. I mean, he's just dominating on both sides of the trenches. So I, I think – Sark will be able to recruit down there. I think he'll be able to build him a staff. Uh, you just got to hope that uh, he doesn't run into the uh, same issues he ran out in while he was out there at Southern Cal. I think you definitely will see a transformation of the Texas. First of all, I think you're going to start seeing it. Would it may not be affected as much this this go around because the early signing period already took place. But I think you're going to get kids that want to go play for Sark at Texas, right? They are, they are definitely still a national brand, even though they've been highly overrated the entire time that I've been watching college football, which is over 40 years at this point now, right? Because you always hear about Texas being one of the top dogs, and you're like, well, where's the evidence? Other, other, other than the, the, the brief Vince Young stint, Texas has never really been that relevant as far as uh, college football national championships are concerned. But I think... I think Sark can be a game changer and assuming he can lay off the sauce a little bit. He doesn't have to go bone dry. He just has to lay off the sauce a little bit, right? Uh, I think I think that he can, uh, you know, I, I think he can be all right. I think what you do is you make sure that there's some kind of an intern that keeps, you know, a bag of crystals or something, you know, close by so that, you know, he soaks up some of that so the next morning, you know, he's good to go. <laughs> well, and he's got to in, instill that Alabama culture, that Dick Saban culture that uh, he's rehabbed under the past two years. That, that's got to be instilled. And that way the young men that are looking at Texas see it as, well, you know, the name recognition and two, you know, can, can Texas be built? Texas thinks it's Alabama. It's like you said, they, they haven't been in that national championship. They've got the money. They've got the facilities. They've got the TV network. They have all the, the tangibles there. But uh, can he instill that, that, that winning program, that, that mentality, that focus that uh, Saban has top to bottom from his training staff to his players to his coaches that uh, – now, you, you do that in Texas? Uh, wow. Well, Hook them horns. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> well, gonna stay, bro. Because I mean, he's got he's got abundant resources. I know one thing, right? Is that this was almost my own. Uh, I don't know much, but I know one thing. It's our first down on YouTube live. I don't want to freak out too many people. Uh, I guarantee you, old uh, uh, Lincoln Riley's butt got a little puckered <laughs> when he saw that. He goes, "Oh man, I got to deal with Sarkeesian now." Because that dude, like you said, look, he had. Look, and he better run with this. He better not screw the pooch again because he had the world as his oyster as the head coach of Southern Cal football. It's yeah. not many times in that you see someone get a second chance and the second chance is just as elite as the first chance, which he's going to Texas football. You put them side by side, there is no difference between Southern Cal and Texas football over the last 50 years, right? So you've got to take that bull by the horn, so to speak. I know that's, you know, all puns intended here on Armchair Quarterback Radio. Uh, the he, He's going to have to compete with what? Oklahoma? And then an occasional, there'll, there'll be a team like Oklahoma State, a TCU, 
someone that a Baylor that comes out of nowhere. But in realistically, you're fighting against Oklahoma and Texas. And that's it. And it'll it'll be that kind of a war. It'll be what when Clemson first started rising to power, it was Florida State and Clemson in the ACC. It'll be that kind of a feeling. Um, I always thought that they did a terrible job of putting them in the same division, right? F- Florida State and um, Clemson, because you were you were essentially never going to get the two having a showdown in the ACC title game. They will have it set up in the Big 12 where the two can play in midseason. They can also go back and meet each other in the title game. So that's going to be very, very key to this. And I think – I could be wrong, but I think Sarkeesian is going to do well the second time around. I think he'll do well out there. I think it was a solid pick. Uh, You know, I I wish him the best. I'd like to see it, but – Is there a better pick for you per se? Because I can't think of one, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought Sarkeesian was sitting there waiting for for uh, Saban to retire and just say, you know what, I'm making pretty good money here at Alabama. I'm going to sit here and, and chill, and away we go. But but he left. Is there anyone that you can think There's of? There's only one, and I don't even – I mean, yeah, it's like Voldemort. You just don't want to say it out loud. Um, I mean, dude, love him or hate him, dude – Got some questionable tactics, but uh, dude's a winner. <laughs> I, mean, I still say Urban if you like winning, he's your guy. I still say Urban is so LA. He's such he's such going to become a, a Southern Cal head coach. And I look, I I don't mean any ill will to anyone involved in the coaching staff at Southern Cal currently, but if you don't go like twelve and zero next year and get in the and get in the playoffs they're going to say it wasn't good enough and Urban Meyer is going to be doing this and they're going to go, hey, what's going on baby that that old ticker's back it was, it was just a murmur we are you know we're good to go let's go let's go i i just that's that that's my uh, feeling is it urban meyer will, i'll tell you what that'll be an exciting landscape if you get urban meyer in la sarkeesian in Texas, you're going to have Lincoln Riley. You're going to have Saban. You're going to have Dan Mullen doing stupid things. Uh, you're going to have uh, Willie Taggart. Down, no, I'm joking. Uh, but you're, but you're going to have an exciting landscape. And if Harbaugh can can make Michigan relevant, you, you, you'll, you'll have an exciting landscape. of Because when it comes to college football, it's really about the head coaches and not as much about the players because the players change too much. On a year-to-year basis, yeah, you'll get. I can't wait to see this player versus that player. But all in all, what people were really looking forward to was if Clemson had beaten Ohio State, is that it was going to be Dabo versus Saban again, right? It wasn't that it was going to be Mac Jones versus Trevor Lawrence. It's the fact that we've seen these guys go head to head for several years. Let's go ahead and switch, switch gears to that real quick. Um, the Alabama Crimson Tide are going to, are going to face Ohio state. Now I was shocked. I did not think Ohio state would, 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 uh, move the ball like that on Clemson. And what it tells you is what everyone feared at the end of last season, when they lost so many defensive linemen to the college football draft was exposed this past weekend, right? is that they just could not stop that Ohio State run. 
They couldn't do it, and Trevor Lawrence was running for his life. His offensive line was terrible. I'm not worried. Everyone says, is this the end of the Clemson dynasty? Why? Because they lose one game? No, I'm really not that worried about it. Yeah, they lost to LSU last year. They also got to the national title game last year. So, you know, let's calm down about Dabo Sweeney's washed up, and we need to fire him. Let's find someone who can do the job. Like, you know, let's just calm down with all that junk. Would I love it as a Florida State fan? Sure. They're not getting rid of Dabo, though. I'm sorry that ship is – my only chance was for him to go over to Texas. That was it. That, that's gone now. Unless the Jets are going to come in and, and hire him or the Jaguars are going to say, look – we will give you $2.4 billion to come run this team, then I don't think there's a shot in hell of him leaving Clemson. He's not going to leave Clemson Tigers to go to any NFL gig that's going to maybe pay him a tad more and not have near the – I mean, you, you talk about security. You're secure at, South Car- at, at uh, Clemson the rest of your career, Right. There's nothing Dabo can do that could get him fired realistically, other than, than something kind of in you know, the cancel culture or he did something illegal kind of thing. But other than that, there's nothing he can do to get fired. I mean, he's pushed the envelope this summer and uh, yeah. they still can't touch him. So, um, which is, which, I think which missing is just as ridiculous as the Mike Gundy thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah yes, ahead. yes. But, uh, I, I, I think have look. I'm not going to build an excuse. That was a butt whipping. Ohio State just lined up and whipped them in the trenches on both sides of the football. There was an, there was nothing Clemson could do to stop it. Now I thought the play calling and and stuff was a little bit reserved and held back for Clemson. Just it was off, and you know they were missing their offensive coordinator. Now how how big that truly played out, don't really know, but uh, it, it showed up. Uh, but on the field, it, it didn't matter. They whether they had it or not. Defensively, uh, Clemson couldn't win a battle in the trench. So, OC in there or not, I don't know that it changes the outcome. Maybe it puts the game a little bit tighter. We'll see. Oh, State looked good. They uh, looked rested. Uh, they looked like a team that had played six football games. <laughs> Come out. That was the first them. thing. Did you see the? Uh, look, I, I know a lot of people hate him, but did you see the the uh, tweet by Danny Cannell? After the game? I did not. I mean, was it about Urban's rankings? I, I saw everybody have a field day with that. Um, let, me, let me see if I can find it. Uh, he tweeted this shortly after. There's some doofus with the same name spelling as Danny Cannell, and he popped up on my Twitter page. <laughs> He's got 47 followers. I'm pretty sure that's not him. Uh, <laughs> it's some guy doing this in the, in the, in the profile picture. Uh, let me see if I can get back. When when was that game? Friday? Uh Friday. Yeah, that would have been the uh late game. Okay, so it was January first and Oh, here it is. Yeah, this is funny. He 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 must have posted this sh- short shortly after the game because it was the next day on the second. Ohio State was more physical, played faster, and completely dominated Clemson. It's almost like they were as dot 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 fresher. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, everyone, everyone got all butt hurt, and they started attacking him. Like, if you don't know, that's tongue in cheek, man. Like, you, like you don't know his, you like how how he, that's what he does with most of his most of his Twitter stuff. He just tries to debate the your typical fan, right? Your typical dumbass fan that goes in there and says, 
oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Because they, they watch football 30 minutes a weekend, right? So, anyway, I, I, th- I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I've enjoyed the uh, SEC, ACC trolling all weekend. Uh, those, those fan paces seem to be giving it to each other, worried about their 2020 bowl counts. And I'm like, come on, guys. Are, are we really worried about bowl statistics in 2020? Do we even worry about bowl statistics outside of the playoffs anymore? Because I don't. What, I haven't been to one of them, so I don't know what that's like. <laughs> one of the one of the funnier ones I saw came from a Florida State fan. This is after the North Carolina loss to a uh, and M, and of course they played a really good game. Uh, a it, 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 and M won by two touchdowns, but if you, if y'all didn't watch that game, it was nip and tuck the entire time. A and M fi- scored a final touchdown to put the lead out, but that 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 was one of the better bowl games we've had so far. Um. But but this lady puts out there, I thought it was pretty funny. She's a diehard FSU fan, and she said, uh, so Texas A&M was supposed to be in the playoffs, and they struggled against a North Carolina team that was missing, and she named all the players. The North Carolina missing was on the same, uh, on the same level as the Florida Gators missing all their players, and of course it was much more hyped because that's what the Gator fans were doing. But she said, barely beat this North Carolina team with missing all these players. And, oh, by the way, FSU beat them at full strength. She's she's like, why are we not in? (laughs) "Eh, Three and seven's got something to do with it. (laughs) But it it was pretty Mississippi State got a bowl. Right. Oh, my God. What the hell? Man, that kid, I haven't seen an update. I don't know if you have, but that kid – with with the kicking and the running, and then there was a couple other players. They should have their scholarships taken away from them, and nobody in a Power Five conference should give these kids a chance for at least a calendar year. They should be kicked out of college football. I agree. That was pretty brutal, um, especially what we some of the cowardly acts we saw in the melee afterwards. Still haven't seen uh, fully what started. I mean, we've all seen the videos, uh, heard both coaches. Uh, speak about it so don't know what the fallout will be this week i'm sure we'll heal more but uh yeah that was a blackout to the bowl game on a team that shouldn't have even been in i mean do you think there will be we're counting winning records in the sec because they got a w there (laughs) Do, do you yeah do you think uh there will be something done or i'll tell you mike leach is kind of on that same Mike Leach comes off about as sleazy as uh, Dan Mullen does in my book, and I I wonder if if he'll do anything. Administration might step in, but I I don't see. Leach yeah, I think it'll probably be by the schools internally. Um, I, I'm sure we're we're here. We will hear something. Uh, I think Leach will probably put out a comment because his whole uh, "we're not going to tear cloth over this" was kind of a bad comment at the at a bad time. But to his defense, uh, in full context, he's like, "Hey, I, I I was in the stand. He was taking pictures with fans. Um, I don't know if he was there and actually saw what happened when it started. So I I don't know. But it, it was a bad comment at, at the wrong time. What, I mean, what comment? Mike Leach, so. Oh, that it's a football game. I mean, it's a violent sport. We're not going to tear cloth over this. I mean, that was the gist. Uh, it might not be verbatim, but the tear cloth was the, he wasn't really going to get riled up. Uh, he needed to see the tape, but, but he did lead off and preface with that. So, um, 
Well, but you know that's typical Mike Leach because he, he. It doesn't really matter. Pushes, you just saw a brawl on the right. sidelines with your team. You should have had your composure. players were out of line. No matter how the fight started, et cetera, et cetera. That's the last thing you want to say as your opening comments. Yeah. Agreed. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to get into the National Football League and oh my God, what the playoffs are going to look like. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio. YouTube Live, and of course, you can download the Armchair Quarterbacks app. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. You come at the king, you best not miss. ACC football covered like no other here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. And back, Redley Lawrence flips it open, wide open. Justin Ross off and running. The Alabama native wins the foot race and comes in. Strengthens its grip on this championship game. Wow, gut punch by Clemson right there. Akers breaks free. Cam Akers in the clear. Foot race. Everybody's finally slid him down at the five. The electric play the nose needed. He wants another deep shot. Drops it in. Pitch it to Cersei. Cersei lunges into the end zone, and the Yellow Jackets score again. Armchair Quarterback Radio is ACC country. Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And, of course, Major League Baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com, listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. Here in St. Augustine, Top Gun Supply is the friendly gun shop. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms. They buy and sell used guns. Top Gun Supply at 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. The friendly gun shop. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterback. You're riding morning shotgun with the Armchair Quarterback. We're here weekdays on WAOC 96.5 FM, 1420 AM, and streaming on the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Download it today. Your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. Make sure to listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Primetime drive time. Armchair Quarterback Show on Facebook Live and make sure to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app. Google Android. Apple iPhone. Good enough for us down here in the Bible. Go Tigers and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Fergus, wait a minute. Uh, do you think you can get me a tape of the show? What on earth for? Well, how often do you get to hear your song on the radio? I'm on the radio every day! <laughs> Using our, our two house bands. 
West Cook Band and uh, Ox on the Roof, one from Nashville and one from uh, New York City. So uh, there you have that. So, uh, But uh, I tried to find upbeat stuff uh, this weekend, and that was a adventure. Everyone, every time I was on, man, I kind of like that. I go, wait a minute, I know that song. <laughs> I can't use that because I, I was going straight instrumental. I was like, man, that's that's kind of catchy. Oh yeah, it's catchy because uh, it's already been taken. Uh, the okay, well, let's go ahead and dive right into Titans Colts. That's that. I mean that that was a phenomenal finish for the Titans. The Colts ramrodded the Jaguars. What we expected. Once again, had Tennessee lost that game, we'd be complaining right now. The Jaguars out there putting, not putting their best foot forward. I mean, Chark didn't play. There was nothing wrong with them. Uh, Minshew didn't play. There was nothing wrong with them. The list goes on and on and on. So, by the way, have you seen, did you pay attention here? I think it started last weekend or maybe the weekend before. But last, yesterday was the first time I actually looked. And I guess, I think they, I think they, uh, I think they focused on it more this week is why it jumped out at me as much. But did you notice the HD camera that was being used in the end zone where the players would score and they would run by and you would just see, I mean, it would, it would be like it was laser focused on the players that are right there on the camera. Then everything else in the background was, you know, kind of, it was kind of like, uh, it's kind of like what they do in cinema, right? Did you catch that? I've seen a couple glimpses of it. I um, like that a lot. It's okay. I'm a, I just like the traditional angles. I'm just I even tried bit. during the college games to flip around and see some of the Skynet and some of the different views. And yeah, I'm just old school. I can't get into any well, of Well, after the play is over, don't start doing that to me in the middle of a play. I'm probably going to get seasick and you know lose my Doritos all over my feet. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about actual after the after the play is over when they're celebrating i don't have a problem with that i think it was different and it was new and it, it it adds a little spice to it anything's my god anything is better than that stupid thing they do when the seven or eight of them run to the run to the back of the end zone and pause and do this number and what's up and i mean it's like dude i'm sorry after the first weekend it's like eh kind of stale i mean it got stale really really quick yeah i mean can you not go all to and get a little originality or something i mean yeah. let's do something different whatever the hell happened to terrell owens i think he could have a hell of a business teaching these kids choreographed dances on their off days on tuesdays during during the season and now he can he could zumba it right he can, he can do a whole zoom thing to i got you i got your i got your business model i only want a there small percentage uh, you go in and you teach these kids how to dance, not just dance, but be creative. This, I see some of these kids, they dance fine, but it's like, but you're doing the same thing. The other six guys are doing right. Everyone has stolen Justin Jefferson's. What? I don't know what the hell he's like hopping and dancing and hopping and dancing. Justin Jefferson's good at it. Other players are not so good at it. <laughs> I won't name them by name, Keelan Cole, but some of them, they get in the end zone. You're like, I don't know, dude. You look, look like me on the dance floor. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. So I'd be a spiker. I'm going straight lineman about it. If I would have ever if found that, the end zone. Just, I could see me spiking and the ball slamming me under the chin. 
I'm not saying that wouldn't happen, but that's that's all I've got. Um, I'd be the first guy knocked out. Spiking. By, I'd be the first the guy in the concussion protocol after my own spike. <laughs> Tent blood everywhere. What happened to you, man, dude? Dude, <laughs> not real sure. <laughs> I practiced all week, and now I and now I'm, I'm missing teeth. I don't know. Um, but Titans. They get an incredible comeback. Well, what about the story behind that kicker who has to come in because Kaskowski's under the COVID protocol, right? Um, and I, I was telling my wife at the end, we're watching this, and she was getting really antsy because uh, <laughs> she's waiting on Pete, on uh, our uh, dinner to come out of the oven, and I, and I wouldn't leave the couch because I'm watching the end of this, right? I actually watched or listened to the first – three quarters via radio on uh, Titans radio, because I got so pissed off at the, at the uh, YouTube, uh, not, not YouTube, uh, red zone. I got so mad at red zone because they were, I they, it was the same damn two games over and over and over that in the Titans Houston game was not only was incredibly high scoring, which red zone normally likes, but it mattered, right? It wasn't like this game didn't matter. I understood why they were not going to the Denver-Oakland game at all. I mean, uh, Denver-Vegas game at all. But they kept going back and forth from the Rams game to the Packers game. Rams game, Packers game. That's all I saw. And I was like, I'm getting sick of this. Run the second quarter, or I guess it was just before the second quarter started. I, I found the 104.5 zone up there in nashville and i said i'm i said i'm i put it on bluetooth wife comes in she sees me i've got all these tvs going i'm listening to the radio I'm like i'm tired hey mike keys a legend man yeah. uh, that, that's the way to listen to it i'm like i have not heard this in a long time which is a plus i said but also i'm sick and tired of not knowing what's going on i normally won't do it because the radio broadcast is so much more in front of the television broadcast so if I know my television broadcast is going to keep constantly coming in on the red zone, I would have never done it. But they weren't. They were constantly on those two games. And I was getting one of them locally, and I thought I had pulled the okey-doke to get the Titans one locally. Check this out. So what you kind of opened me up to was getting the, the, little, the little device to make my computer think I'm somewhere else, right? Right. And I noticed they added Dallas, Texas to their – repertoire they've yet to add nashville i really want them to add nashville but they've yet to but they haven't so i'm like all right dallas texas that's right down the road from houston that that should be the afc game i'm getting right no rams cardinals and i was sitting there thinking i said like, i bet there's some good old boys in dallas that are from the houston area that were are a little perturbed that that even though they're not in the playoff hunt that they're that a the Texans aren't in and B some old school boys that might have grown up oiler fans that followed the Titans over. Right. Cause there are a lot of those. I'm like, and you've got Rams Cardinals on. Are you kidding me with this? So that's that on look. one computer. I just kept it on cause it was on the red zone was on and then I had bears on cause the Jaguar Colts thing was just atrocious. Well, you didn't miss much, and you, you probably heard more than what we heard uh, here locally. Uh, I thought CBS did a horrible job uh, 
I, and to their credit, the game kind of got so dramatic. It went under the radar that Derrick Henry not only got 2,000 yards, uh, it got a brief clip and that was it. But he passed for the Titans. He's the single-season rushing leader all time. He passed Earl Campbell and Chris Johnson. And, I mean, that's worth notating right there. And now the Titans have two 2,000-yard backs, two of the eight come from the Titans. And what was done this season with that offensive line – with Dennis Kelly and Quisenberry losing Lawan in the makeshift, uh, that, that's pretty amazing that uh, Henry did it. And, and poor Texans fans, uh, Derrick Henry becomes first player to rush for 200 yards three games in a row versus the same opponent. Sorry, um, dude. <laughs> the the other thing was that, and I I wish I would have jammed it down and written it down, but they they were talking about it on Sunday Night Football as I, as I was going to bed, and I. I meant to put it in my phone. That's normally what I do so I can remember it, but I, evidently I, I didn't get to it. He became the first – Derrick Henry became the first running back since 1967 and 68 to lead the league. And it was yards, touchdowns, and I think rush attempts. I think that was the third one. But anyways, it was the first time this feat had happened in what you could call the modern era, Justin, because 67-68 – that was the beginning of the Super Bowl. And when they said the guy's name who'd done it before, I'd heard his name, but I'm not as familiar with him as a lot of the other older legends. I, I can't remember who, who they said now. But that's a huge deal. Yeah, I, I agree. And the thing is, all that's going to get washed over, and they're going to hand Aaron Rodgers the MVP. And I'm sorry, but... I know a lot of Packer fans are going to go, well, they blew out the rule. doesn't matter. I'm, we're talking about a regular season award. Derrick Henry is my MVP for 2020. And I, I just, I can't, I can't give it to anyone else. There's no, there's nobody. Look, you could take Aaron Rodgers off that team. And yes, they're a lot worse. But what if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have Jamal? I, I mean, uh, excuse me, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. But Derrick Henry's going to be Derrick Henry no matter who the hell was playing quarterback or wide receiver, right? We've seen it happen. It doesn't matter who's playing on offensive line either. It's it's absurd that it's become – it's just like the Heisman. It's become a, a quarterback trophy. And I think the head-to-head battle is what's going to kill it and probably get the nod for Rodgers uh, just well, because I, of that even game. Even if they would have won, they, they were going to give it to Rodgers. A, it's like another – version of a career award because i think he's only won one before so they're gonna oh he's gonna have another one and but they don't think about how short these running backs careers are when you do something phenomenal like this you deserve the mvp of the league i'm sorry but you do what rogers did statistically is not in the same ilk as derrick henry going for two thousand yards lead you know i just went through the whole thing but that's just my I know it's a very biased opinion, but but that's my opinion to it. Um, so if if we sweep that aside, they get the big W, and now we look forward to the playoffs. For people that are just joining in, we've already talked about the debacle of last night's football game, so we're not going to rehash the NFC East thing. But um, by the way, did you watch the tail end of that Cowboys-Giants game? No, I was uh, okay. traveling to uh, make the start of the Titans game. Okay, I saw most of it. I was hooked into the uh, we were this uh, close Steelers Browns game. 
we were this close to had the Eagles played that legitimately out of there being an implosion in New York media this morning because <laughs> Goldman gets the first down with about a minute or so left, but at that point, Dallas wouldn't have had enough timeouts. The game would have been over. He breaks through the line, gets the first down, and you can tell he had it in his head to get down, but as he's getting his head to get down, the dude just fumbles the ball. He just drops it. He is like, he like, like he realized you could tell you could almost tell he was starting to slow down and then his slowing down the jostling his pads or whatever banged against the ball and he dropped it the ball's there everyone's on it they give the giants the ball back but it was a real that would have been a conversation for the next week about whether or not that was legitimate because it knocked the cowboys out of the playoffs had the eagles won last night there would have been a conversation now nobody cares but he was like sitting upright and he had, the, if this makes sense, almost in an Indian style, like, like seating. If you, if you can still say that, um, he's sitting upright with the ball pinned against the ground in his hands and the refs, when they went back to review it, they said that that considered him down, but in the middle of all this, they kind of ripped the ball out from under him. Okay. It's very close to what happened to Trevor Lawrence Friday night when he had the ball in his hand laying down. They ripped it out, which I agree. That's not control. I don't really think Goldman had control, and I'm like, wow. And the fumble with about a minute left was on the New York Giants 40-ish yard line, and all they did was a touchdown to beat. I'm like, oh, my God. This is like the worst thing could ever happen to this kid because he was trying to do the right thing, but he just he didn't secure the ball, and – it's an absolute nightmare. Um, anyways, mo moving past that, what is take take the Titans versus Baltimore out of it? Because we'll get much more into these matchups as the week goes on. What is your favorite matchup of the weekend you've seen this coming weekend that you've seen so far that you're like, man, that's going to be a good game? Well. The first one on my radar is Colts at the uh, Bills because I mean the Colts. I, I'm just pulling for anybody to somebody knock off the Bills. I think that's the team to uh, the the one that I'm scared the most of, and uh, so that's the way I'm, I'm I'm leaning on that one. I hate to break it to you, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't I don't think it will. Um, I think the looks Bills like they're going to steamroll them. I think they're going to throttle them. I don't think it's going to be close. Which, you know, and it's kind of a good thing because then that would mean that, uh, can't believe I'm about to say this, but if the Titans can find a way to get past the Ravens, they would go to Kansas City. So um, if you got to pick your poison, I think I would want the Chiefs over the Bills right now. But uh, that, that's the one I'm tuned into, and uh, Steelers-Bengals. I'm, I'm locked in heavy to the AFC side. Bills Mafia is going to go nuts. They're finally going to get a home game with fans in the stands. Isn't that convenient? Your boy uh, Cuomo is going to be in attendance. He's announced. Um, that in itself is going to that's going to be a firestorm on the news all week long. They're oh, gonna, Bill's Mafia is going to have a blast with that. I what would be great is if someone took him and slammed him through like one of those you know fake tables that, that they always make a big deal about breaking. Um, but I just think the Bills are good. Man, they are – they're the closest thing to the Chiefs that, that, that don't reside in Kansas City. That offense is so hard to stop, and that defense is just good enough. 
Now you've got to go through Buffalo to get to Kansas City. It was real dangerous. I thought Tennessee was going to have to play Buffalo. I was like, this is not going to be good. They can't stop anybody. I mean, they let the freaking Texas score 38 points on. If I heard it one time, I heard it a thousand times on the uh, Mike Keith Titans radio broadcast, his sidekick. What's the sidekick's name? Do you remember? Uh, Dave McGinnis. He must have said chunk plays about, I mean, you could turn it into a drinking game. Because when they when, when they jumped out to the huge lead, he goes, as long as they don't give up chunk plays, they're going to be okay. Then every time, and it was like, as soon as he said that, every play by the Houston Texans offense was like 35 yards. Whether it was a handoff, a screen pass, or they were actually throwing the ball deep. There goes another chunk play. And it was funny, as soon as he brought it up, Mike Keith comes back from break after they've given up a couple of scores. And he said, since we've been talking about chunk plays, the Houston Texans have ran six plays for 195 yards. <laughs> this is why it's not going to turn out well. I think they can hang in with Baltimore and possibly ups in possibly beat Baltimore. They've already done it once. They're going to have to get a little more creative because I think I think Baltimore's healthy now with their with their defense. But when they get past that, what do you win? You win a trip to Kansas City, baby. That's I mean. The only way that you don't go there is if somehow the Browns or the Colts upset the Steelers and uh, Bills, respectively. But then you got to go to Buffalo. It doesn't get any better. No, you. Well, okay. In the no, th- that is true. Unless, of course, it's the Colts that upset them. Then you go to Pittsburgh. That's their best cha- case scenario. If the Colts were to somehow upset Buffalo. Then you would go to Pittsburgh. And you'd have a fighting chance. I mean, or, I guess there's a roundabout way that the Colts win, the Browns win, the Titans win, and the Titans yes. would host. I guess the Titans <laughs> not would, happening. I guess the Titans would host uh, Cleveland. But yeah, all that's not going to happen on the same. That's weekend. not happening. You got a better chance of hitting a parlay than the, than that happening. That's just not, that's Sam Sloman's got a better chance of triple doinking next week. Right. <laughs> so, I think the NFL game that I'm most excited for outside of the, uh, I do think the Tennessee Baltimore game is one of the better ones on the slate. By the way, it's, it's not just because we follow the team, but Rams Cardinals. I mean, uh, Rams Seahawks. Ram Seahawks. Assuming they get all the guys back. By the way, Michael wanted to know. He uh, he he sent this to me last night. He said, "Do you think the NFL did a? Uh, do you think the NFL? Oh, did a screw you to the Bucks by having their playoff game Saturday night, knowing that Devin White is not cleared." For NFL protocol until Sunday. Well, here's the thing. There's several teams that have that same issue. So I can't just and they came out and they said Sunday morning or Saturday night they were not gonna look at look at COVID protocols to decide whether or not player you, you know when when games would happen. Right. You have the schedule in front of you. When did the Saints game fall? Is it Sunday or Saturday? The, Sa- I know the that- Saints game is going to be um Sunday at four o'clock. So Alvin Kamara should be. He will be back. Then. Right. But the Rams are Saturday and the Rams have players like, I I don't think Cooper Cup's going to be available. So you, 
I mean, for once, the, what for once the the NFL didn't screw the Saints over in the playoffs. So I just oh, could you imagine that? I could <laughs> I could have been a bigger believer that they were trying to screw over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if this was Tom Brady, right? But other than that, I just feel like you're. There's too many what ifs on putting this team here and putting in, in, in that team there to be able to decipher which one. Every team essentially could have gotten screwed. Is kind of where I'm going with that. So, uh, but the, I mean, all the two seeds are getting screwed. No buy. But I am actually interested in that Tampa Bay Washington game because I think Washington's going to give Tampa a, <clears throat> a better game than people realize. Because that well, one thing is always given any quarterback and Tom Brady hell is when he faces a defensive line that you don't have to blitz with, and that Washington defensive line is elite. So you're gonna have Chase Young and company coming after him. He doesn't have the greatest running game. It's going to be a hard sledding to get yards. And even with all that talent that he's surrounded by offensively, that offensive line still is not that good in Tampa. That That's a Saturday night game. Honestly, the NFL wins by putting by getting Washington in there because the Giants would have gotten boat raced. There's no way. Although it, it would have added to the, to the lore if the Giants were to upset Brady once again, then everyone would be like, ah, Brady can't beat the Giants in the playoffs. But Cleveland-Pittsburgh – Sunday night's a fun one too, because Pittsburgh's going to have their A team out there, and uh, I'm leaning, thinking Pittsburgh's going to win that. But I'll tell you what, nothing would shock me this coming weekend with all all the scenarios, because there's not a single team other than maybe the Saints Bears that I'm like, you know what, that game's going to be a stinker, right? But I don't. Th- <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns don't pull that one off. I don't think that the Steelers can incorporate enough of a running game I'm gonna be to uh, open it up. I'm going to be pulling for them. I normally don't have a, a dog in the hunt don't really care, but it would be a cool story to see. I think I think Blake, Baker Mayfield got way too much slack in you know, the past couple of years. It wasn't all him that, that, that was making the, the Browns not good. The one thing Baker Mayfield is, he does compete, and I think he takes his his, his – profession seriously so i've never had an issue with baker mayfield per se <clears throat> he's done some goofy things but he's also a kid you know when i was doing goofy things at 21 22 years old there wasn't a camera on me at all times or my god what the hell would have happened there um <laughs> I might, you'd have had you one of them uh the u.s spear arrest in norman I might, I might still be behind bars to be honest with you uh, it's time for uh it's that time of week for sorry dude what you got this week sir afc south fans sorry dude titans locked it up last night 12 years man 12 years since we've won one been 2008 since uh, there's been a home playoff game in nashville god is that right yes 2008 2008. Well, you think, I mean, we never beat Andrew Luck. They won the division hands down. And I think the Texans sprinkled one in guess, here or there. I guess I guess they've been in the playoffs so much. They've been recently. on a wild card. Right. I guess they've been in the playoffs so much recently. I didn't realize it's the first time they home game. My God. That is hard to believe. 
Stupid Andrew Luck and stupid Pate Manning. You want to talk about tanking? Now, I was how, do you, how do you make that happen? How do you go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck? Tanking. I was almost inches away from saying stupid kicker and stupid Deshaun Watson. That's what uh, Dolphins. Two of fans, specifically. Sorry, dude. Told you he was a long way away from being the guy. And I know COVID shut down my boy Fitzpatrick, but the point is, had he been the starting quarterback this whole time, the Dolphins wouldn't have needed game week 17 to get in the playoffs. They would have had that locked up. Tua is still a backup quarterback, in my opinion, in the National Football League. He, 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 this all could change by September. But right now... When in doubt, always draft Alabama player, unless it's a QB. They're always just, backwards. He's got nine months, and that's great. But he's not what it – he wasn't Justin Herbert. That's all I can say. Uh, what, which I never thought I would say that because remember what I was saying about Justin Herbert about a year ago. Probably a year ago on this day. He's a and to be honest, I don't know if we would have saw Herbert if it wasn't for the medical staff. You know, would we have really even seen him? But uh, Rob Gronkowski, or Rob Gronkowski, Goskowski. Sorry, dude. Sam Sloman done took your job. And he's rocking the two of uh, the late, great Rob Baronis. So I like that. Well, I don't know if that's the guy you want going to the playoffs with, man. <laughs> with your leg. With your leg. Rob Baronis was a legit kicker. No, yeah, Baronis. I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about Sloman. I thought. I thought it was pretty funny. At least more efficient than Goskowski right now. I, I'm, I'm seriously. It, it's been such up and down with the kicker game this year. I just want a kicker that can kick extra points. I mean, that, that's all I need at this point. He went five for five. Leave him in there. Fair enough. Uh, NFL fans. Sorry, dude. Bears versus Saints is not nearly as sexy as we could have had Kyler Murray versus Alvin Kamara. I mean, that that could have been a lot of fun watching Alvin Kamara. I'm sorry, uh, Kyler Murray on the turf. We got robbed as fans. And even though I know I picked the freaking Bears at the beginning of the season to make the playoffs, but I thought this was going to be like a Nick Foles Bears team that would just find its way to gut out wins. Trubisky's done a good job over the past few weeks. Of course, they got terrible. They, they looked terrible in the second half yesterday. You can't take it away from because the Bears fought their way to the playoffs, but it would have been more fun in week one. I mean, essentially, I feel like the – I don't know about you, I feel like the Cardinals got a – I mean, the, the Saints got a bye. That's – is that not the worst team in the playoffs, the Bears? It's got to be. Because the Colts, the seventh seed, they would destroy the Bears. I mean, aside from the Redskins. I th yeah, but I think Washington's better. I think uh, I think Washington's at least Washington has that ridiculous defense to lean on. And they've got Alex Smith who won't do great things, but he won't do stupid things either. You never know when Mitchell's going to go full Trubisky about it. <laughs> Start bouncing balls off people's helmets. And, you know, there's no telling what it, it'll be entertaining, but there's no telling what the hell that idiot's going to do. On Once Sunday. you go full Trubisky, you can't come back. I'm sorry, glad, dude. I'm glad there's kind of a break on Sunday that you get you get the Titans. Ravens at one, and then 
You got that Bear Saints crap in the middle, and then you get the, the Steelers Browns. I'm probably not going to watch a whole hell of a lot of that Bear Saints game. I'll keep it on. I'll have, it'll be you know, but I'm gonna get some stuff done because I'm like, ah, come on, that game. I'm not gonna. 60 minutes of that junk? No way. What else you got? Rick Barnes. Sorry, dude. Alabama wins at everything. Horrible game. I don't know if you caught it Saturday night, but uh, Alabama rolled in the Thompson Bowling and laid the smack down on number seven, Tennessee. It was it was a pretty bad game. I did see that. I, I caught that. Um, I was so mad about the fact that Florida State didn't play yet again uh, because of COVID. They were supposed to play Duke Saturday night on ESPN2. Instead, we got another contact tracing. We don't know. No one even, as far as I know, no one's even positive. My son literally looked at me during that game after I'm like, hey, you need to watch this good defense. You need to do some of these things. He's like, hey, Dad, Alabama went at everything. Well, no, son, they don't. <laughs> but to his defense, he's never seen anything but that. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Nick Saban. Yeah, that I, yeah, I did see that. I was, uh, you know, in, I texted a buddy of mine about this, and of course he put came up with that junk of oh, it's twenty twenty. I understand it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of disappointment. You just have to pile through. That's not what I want to hear, man. What I want to hear from you is this is BS too, man. This is crap. This is crap that you looked forward to the entire week. I was looking forward to this this showdown between Shashevsky and Leonard Hamilton. And, yeah, they'll probably replay it, but it'll be on, like, a Wednesday afternoon as opposed to a Saturday night when there was really nothing else to watch, you know? And it's just – it sucked. I just – I'm sick and tired of them canceling games, postponing games, when there's no real reason. It was due to concerns. That's all they had. What the hell does that mean? Because somebody they may have known, because the butcher, his his uncle's wife got COVID and you heard about it, so now we're contact tracing all the way back to, to the Florida State basketball team. That's what it feels like what's going on in Tallahassee. It's, it's getting absurd. Hey, but if you go all Big Ten about it, you'll be fresh come tournament time. <laughs> Florida State's gonna be rolling, baby. <laughs> Three. So, I mean, keep your head up, buddy. Keep your head up. You're gonna be fresh come tournament time. We're gonna be six and two, a number three seed in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> <laughs> hey, things are starting to look better, aren't they? <laughs> What's your walk off, sir? I don't know what to do tonight. Uh, no football. No football all week. This is. Uh, that little lull period. So, uh, luckily, hockey's around the corner. Going to try and dive into some uh, basketball this week. You got a week from the, Wednesday, right? Yes. The 13th. 13th. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, so. I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad Sean's going to be on Wednesday because uh, we'll definitely do a hockey preview show that day. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to it. And I, and I noticed – there's so there's no preseason games because I didn't see any. I, I was trying to find them to see if there. Were, I didn't see any on the slate. Are, are they just going to do exhibitions amongst themselves? I, I think so. Or that's what I'm assuming. I, I don't know how they're doing the travel and that. It, I haven't seen those. Uh, all I've seen is uh, just the the home games that are coming. I've seen the full schedule, but obviously I'm 
paying more attention to the home games. And I did not see any preseason on there. Yeah, I didn't. There's no preseason they're asking you to pay for anyway, which they're still debating how they're going to do that. But there will be small attendance in uh, in Nashville for uh, Bridgestone. So we'll see how that goes in January. I think they're uh, it's going to be small, like 2,500 fans in there. So the one thing uh, won't we be do much. Have, one thing we do have today is it's Black Monday, meaning you're going to get guys uh, fired. Adam Gase was fired last night. And there's usually usually around six ish, five or six to get fired. I think you'll have a lower number this year, but I'm pretty sure Jacksonville. There's rumors now that Sandy, I'm sorry, L.A. Chargers are going to fire. And there's a little hint of a rumor that the reason why uh, the kid from Dallas, the quarterback coach that was offered the Boise State job, uh, Kellen Moore, might have been sticking around because the Joneses are not as happy with McCarthy as they say he says he made some boneheaded plays or calls on, on Sunday. So I guess we'll find out by tomorrow. See you manana, sir. See you, sir. Have a great day. We'll be doing some major league baseball tomorrow with Justin too, because of uh Timus Wooten will be here. We're going to be back in a flash on the armchair quarterbacks. Doug is with us and we're going to get into, he filled out his bracket and we're going to find out who Doug likes in the NFL playoffs. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. These are the games that mattered in your seedings for the NFL playoffs that start this coming weekend. Bills beat the Dolphins 56-26. Bucks over the Falcons 44-27. Colts over the Jags. Titans win the division, beating Texans 41-38. Derrick Henry, 250 yards and two touchdowns. Ravens 38-3 over the Bengals. Browns hold on. 24-22 over the Steelers. They get in the playoffs. The Packers beat the Bears 35-16. Rams knock out the Cardinals 18-7. While the Seahawks hold on against the Niners 26-23. Saints 33, Panthers 7. That sets up this weekend like this in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills will be playing the number 7 seed at home against the Indianapolis Colts. The Steelers will be at home against the Browns. And the Titans will be at home against Baltimore. In the NFC, you'll get the Saints at home against the Bears. Seahawks will host the Rams, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will travel to the NFC East champions. A couple of milestones hit yesterday. Phillip Rivers passes Dan Marino for fifth all-time on the career touchdown list. Derrick Henry becomes only the eighth player in the history of the National Football League to rush for over 2,000 yards and has now won the rushing title in back-to-back seasons. And Jonathan Taylor of the Colts set his own rookie rushing record for the Indianapolis franchise. And that's your Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today. Make contact. A collective psychosis is sweeping the nation. We're in the thick of the haze craze, and Elysian is introducing an altered state of IPA. 
Contact Haze is a tangled chemistry of mild haze, low bitterness, and an explosion of hop aroma. This hazy IPA bursts with notes of bright raspberry, currant, citrus, guava, and passion fruit. Available in six-pack cans in stores and in all Seattle Elysian locations. Make contact. That? That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. <coughs> so you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. You said directly. How long? Keep out Nine of years. Children. 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I did. So. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression I, that I, I got canceled? You, I hurt you, Jerry. I thought don't, that was pretty well documented. This is, a, shows is this still CNN? Don't. I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were Do you know who I am? <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. 75 million viewers. Last okay. episode. What are you? Don't take like it so canceled. bad. Well, that's a, the big difference between being canceled and being number one. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We'll be right back. Jeez. B-Movie Open. Can we get a resume in here for B -movie me? B-Movie opens Larry tomorrow. Jacksonville, Florida, the Jacksonville Jaguars have fired Doug Marone's ass. Gone, baby, gone. Morning, Doug. How the hell are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. How was your weekend? It was pretty good, pretty good. Raiders won, it's a good weekend. Did they win? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, what was the score? Because I didn't even pay attention to that game, to be honest with you. It didn't matter. It was a good game, 32-31. I said I saw it was 31-24 at one point. I didn't I couldn't even tell you who the hell was leading. But I remember seeing 31-24. I was like, okay, that's a pretty high-scoring game. But that that's literally all I saw. They didn't even have it on the red zone yesterday. Like, they, like there was – I think there was three plays on the red zone the entire day. Well, uh, good for them. That helps them uh, get a worse draft pick, I guess. I, I, guess, that's, yeah. I guess that's the uh, – I guess that's the, the – best part of the day is it ended up with the uh, – on the on the on field brawl, and that was the best part of the game. There was a brawl as well. Yeah, there was a brawl at the end of the game when the Raiders punched in the two point conversion to win the game, and then the uh, the Raiders proceeded to uh, uh, cheat like all get out. Every time they tried to set the ball, the Raiders would kick the ball, so they couldn't set up, and they lost about ten seconds in time. They had twenty four seconds to go down the field to get a field goal in the. Raiders started kicking the ball around, and it it made everyone on the Dem on the Broncos bench mad. So they uh, it turned into a brawl when they finally lost. So that was the best part of the game, really. 
I guess I'm gonna have to. Ch- I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, was it anywhere near as good as the uh, Mississippi State Tulsa brawl? No, no, no. It wasn't as good as that, but it was. Uh, so it was second best, but it was still fun to end the season with a good old fist fight. Well, it has not made its way to YouTube yet. I I, I was looking to see if it had popped up on YouTube, but uh, it has not made its. It's it's way there yet, but anyways, I'm sure it'll pop up at some point today. I'll have to check it out. Um, well, by the way, did you do any DFS fantasy this weekend? Because I did. I, I I did quite a bit of it. No, 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 no. I didn't do any. No, sorry. I, I highly encourage that. By the way, it's it makes these games a lot more fun. Um, I actually had a pretty couple of good wins. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up my my uh, thing right now. To the, there were two that I won pretty good uh, monies on. I did the the uh, the the snake as opposed to the salary caps. I did a couple of salary caps. My salary caps did okay, but the snakes that I won were. Let me see this one. Get out of my way so I can see my line. Here we go. I had uh, Lamar Jackson. So what a snake draft is for, for people who haven't done DFS snakes, you draft like you would a, a team at the beginning of the season for season long. I, I draft a guy, you can't have him. So it'll be you and between three and 12 people in a room and you put X amount of money in and the winner gets X amount. It, the, the bigger the rooms are, the more pay, pay tiers there are. But the one that did the best for me was Lamar Jackson. David Montgomery was my running back who had an incredible game again. Uh, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Nick Chubb, and Eckler. And that was good enough to win yesterday. You know, what sucks is that when you have guys like that, but you don't do the uh, the... What do they call it? The, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. The um, the classic salary cap is that you can't have whoever you want in DFS. You're at the mercy of the draft. So I I I didn't get a, a first round pick in any of them. There was one that I got the second round pick, and some dumbass in there. He was live, so he so he it, it was not he he was not uh, auto drafted. Some dumbass. Drafted Tyreek Hill first. And everybody knew Tyreek Hill. There was even a little icon there that said he wasn't going to play. He drafted him. So I was like, Derrick Henry, skirt. Next one. Yeah. Next one come rolling around. I, I'm not going to get into that one because that thing was ridiculous how good my team was. But the guy behind me drafted a couple of running backs. So when he came back up to me, this is a three person one. When he came back up to me. I got Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams. Skirt, skirt. And I was like, it, yeah. like it's it's a wrap. I don't care what y'all draft. It's an absolute wrap. But anyways, um, I was just curious if you're going to – because they'll, they'll be fun to play again this weekend. You'll have a six six games this weekend. That's actually quite a few games to, to uh, choose from, and I'm going to do the draft again this weekend. 
No, I guess the following weekend you'll have four. Once it gets down to like the Super Bowl, I'm not doing DFS. You have to be a mental patient to do DFS when there's one game because like it's like what are you gonna do? Like if you're gonna do the the snake, you get in there with more than three people. No one's gonna be available. And then if you do the because if you go if you do a draft, let's say a six man draft, a twelve man draft for one game. Essentially, you're doing a prop bet because you're hoping that your one dude's going to go off because by the time it comes back around to you, your second guy's going to be terrible. If you have the yeah. misfortune of drafting last in that, you're screwed. You are absolutely screwed. If you're first, you're, you're going to want like you know the best running back, and then by the time it comes back to you, you're screwed against it. You're just basically drafting for one player. So I... I don't like those one game. I'll I'll do a prop bet before I do that because I have more of a of a of a chance of actually controlling what's going on. But mm-hmm. let's get into. I'm assuming you filled out your bracket, right? Yes, I did. All yep. right, so real quick, I'm going to run roll over. We uh, we haven't done this yet today, so I'm going to go ahead and hit the uh, the uh, what's happening because essentially these are the playoff. Matchups, these are the times, and these are what we will be watching. So, uh, the uh, on, su- oh, no, on, on Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, here it is. Okay, thought I had an alphabetical order, I couldn't find what's happening. Here we go. Apologize for that. Uh, Buffalo and Indianapolis at 1 o'clock Eastern on Saturday. That game is going to be on CBS, y'all. The Rams-Seahawks, that will be the Saturday afternoon game, 440 on Fox. Saturday night, Tampa Bay versus the Washington football team in Washington. That game will be on NBC. I don't believe that's going to be Al Michaels and Collinsworth. I think that'll be Tariko and whoever they put in there with him. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock on ABC ESPN will be Titans versus Baltimore, which means you we will get, as a Titans fan, I'm going to get stuck having to listen to uh, the Monday Night Football crew of ESPN. They're not terrible, but they're just not one of your the better ones. They're bleh. And then 2 o'clock on, sorry, 4.40 Eastern on CBS on Sunday afternoon is going to be your Saints versus your Bears. That'll be on CBS. Doug, you can also catch that on Nickelodeon or Amazon Prime. Okay. Nickelodeon's going to do goofy stuff. I'm going to put it on over there for that reason. I want to see what they're going to So this is obviously brought in just for the kids right they're trying to get kids to watch football and nickelodeon is going to show the game with like goofy cartoons popping up out of them everywhere and all that kind of stuff so i'm curious to see what they do and thankfully it's such a who cares game because i figured the saints are going to pound the the bears into dust that you could flip over there and i feel like you're missing like the game um, 
I'm not sure what the Amazon Prime's all about. Like, wh- wh- why do you have to watch it on Amazon if you got CBS? Pittsburgh, Cleveland, NBC will be on Peacock TV and regular NBC. So that'll be that will be the Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth game. So there you have it. That is what's happening. And of course, next next Monday night's Ohio State versus Alabama national title game. So that's pretty much your weekend in a nutshell. Um, with all that being said, let's get into your bracket. I'm curious. So we're, we're just going to do your bracket today. because so I've got to do mine later on the week with Justin. Everyone who's coming on this week's doing a bracket, but I want to make sure to get yours in because you're only here on Mondays. So starting this out, I'll kind of lead the way and you tell, you tell me who you've got winning the game. We'll, we'll do it that okay. way. It's probably the, the best way to go about this. Let's start off with Buffalo versus Indianapolis in the AFC. Who do you have winning that game? I got Buffalo winning that game in a in a walk away. You think it's going to be a blowout too? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at like a 38-16 win for the Buff for the Bills. I, I don't think Indianapolis has a chance after what the way I saw Buffalo play yesterday and the statement I think they made yesterday. Yeah, Indianapolis will be lucky to put up two touchdowns. What little chance the Colts had literally went out the door when this game was being played in Buffalo. If it was in Indy, I'd say they have a chance, but I don't like Phillip Rivers' arm in, in that wind. It just, it's no. just, it's, it's not going to turn out well. I don't even know what the, I haven't even seen what the weather's supposed to be on Sunday for, for the uh, Buffalo game. But they're going to have fans for the first time in the stands. All year, and yeah. We won't get into the politics of that, but the point is, those those players are going to be excited, and I think they're going to feed off of that. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm with you. I think from the jump, that's going to be Katie bar the door. I wish that game though was a little later in the day because I've got more intrigued to watch that game. I hate that it's Saturday at one. Kind of ruins. Yeah. It, it kind of puts a fork in your Saturday where you feel like you have to be around that to watch it. But I've got a I've, I've made a commitment that I'm going to make some changes around this house during the off season. I'm starting it this weekend and Saturday I'll be out in the garage digging around and kicking and cussing and stuff while that game is on. So I'll have a TV on out there, but I won't be like enjoying it like it will Saturday night. Um, so you got the bills winning and we'll do this in the orders of seating as opposed to the order of the games going on. Cause that would just get too ridiculous. Um, Pittsburgh versus Cleveland, which is Sunday night. Who do you have winning that game? It's in Pittsburgh. Cleveland just won the game. Who you got? I got Pittsburgh winning that. And the reason I got them winning that, if you'd watched the game yesterday, Cleveland could barely – Pittsburgh wasn't even really on the field. They had pulled most of their starters anyway. And and Cleveland barely eked that out. So, And now they got to play them again in Pittsburgh with the starting off – with the first starters – Pittsburgh will win this game. It'll be cl- it'll be close, but I'm I'm looking at 30, 30, tw- 30 to twenty one maybe. Okay, so you're going chalk so far, which means Kansas City will get the winner of Tennessee versus Baltimore. Who do you have there? And I have Tennessee winning that game. It'll be a close game, but I think Tennessee can. It's going to be Derrick Henry be run that close. run offense. I think I think they can beat the Ravens. The good thing that Tennessee is not going to face is a passing attack. 
And yes. so they can focus on stopping that run game. They might get burned to play here or there on the passing, but it's not a constant barrage like with facing Deshaun Watson yesterday or what it's going to be like if they get past that game and play Kansas City. God help us. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, we'll go over the NFC first before we go to the next rounds and the other ones. So uh, the Saints, as we talked about it, they will play the Bears Sunday afternoon, 440 Eastern. Who do you have winning that game? Uh, I have the Saints winning, I think. I think the Saints are going to grind the Bears into the ground. Are they finally going to put someone out of their misery? and not screw- Remember last year they screwed around and let the – let the Vikings hang around, hang around next thing you know, the Vikings win the game. Yeah, it was a bad call by the refs two years in a row, but that's not the point. The point is they, they should have never had them in the game. That's, I mean, and I've, I I hate to say, hope they learned their lesson. My God, Drew Brees, this is your 40th year in the National Football League. If you don't know by now, you can't let a team hang around. When the hell are you going to know it? They're, it's going to be on Sunday, so that means they'll have Kamara back. They should have yep. Michael Thomas back. I'm with you. Um, so then it becomes a little intriguing. The three versus 16, that's the Saturday uh, mid-afternoon game. We've got the Seahawks at home against the Rams. Who you got? I think it's going to be a really close game. I think this is going to be one of the better playoff games we've seen in a while. But I've got the Seahawks winning 27-24. Okay. So once again, you're going chalk, which means the winner of the Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they will head to Green Bay. Who's going to win that game? It's in Washington Saturday night. Tampa will win this game. This this game will be over early, I think. And, Tam- and Tampa will walk away with this game. I think that game's going to be really close. Really close. Yeah. I've got well. I'll do my bracket later in the year, so later in the week, so I I, I, I won't spoil it. But <clears throat> Washington, that's one of the games. Even though seating wise, it's not considered an upset. The point spread will it'll be considered an upset. So that's what I look at, and that's going to be closer than as they say, closer than the experts think, because that Washington defensive line is going to wreak havoc on that. Very mediocre Tampa Bay offensive line. The thing, the thing with that game is, is I think that uh, the Washington defense will be on the field too much, and I think they'll call, at a certain I point. I can see do- that. I can see that. My problem with with Tampa is they struggle to run the football f- at times, and if they can't get a running game going against Washington, it's going to be an issue. It's going to be a big time issue. They could, Tampa Bay is great at beating the Lions and the Falcons, but when you get against the big boys with the, with the real defensive line, it's a night game. I don't think they're going to allow fans in the stands, but it's a night game. It's going to be a little chilly, I'm sure. It, it, it'll be interesting. I know Tom Brady will be fine in the cold. Hell, Tom Brady was born upside down in the cold. Yeah. But – it's it's the rest of the Tampa players. How how do they adjust to it? That should, that should be a really fun one. Let's go ahead and take a break. This is a good place to take a break. We ended round one, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about the rest of the bracket and who Doug has winning the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, whatever the hell this is. I don't even know what number is. Fifty something. It's in Tampa. That's all I know. I my plan this year was go to that damn thing. 
Thank you, COVID-19. Or as, or as our president would say, the China virus. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell he didn't get cancel culture for that? We'll be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio. You get a whole lot of something with farmers' policy perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that can get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop-making, lane-change, signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. The Armchair Quarterback's Wake Up Show. The only name you need to remember in sports talk radio. Weekday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. On Facebook Live, CBS Sports Radio, and the Armchair Quarterback's app. I might audible, I audible, I'll use... Red Polly! Blue Poncho! Blue Poncho! Do it, do it! Rambo! Rambo! Give me curse shot here, curse shot! You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio. Japan! Richmond, New York! Richmond, Florida! Sally, Buffalo! Jet! Jet! Hey! Short Ox! Luna Raiders! Red Armchair. Presents the world's first star in your own radio commercial. Okay, guys, whenever you hear this sound, insert your name. Hi there. Your name. Sorry I'm late. Sometimes there just aren't enough hours in the day to be a neurosurgeon and a swimwear model. Oh, am I thirsty. How about it? Your name. Got anything tall and cool? Oh, armchair. Your name. You are so thoughtful. But of course. Armchair. The first choice for every occasion. Ah, you know I have a confession to make. If I ever had a son, I'd want to name him Armchair. Your name. Oh. Your name. Come here. Now. Your name. Your name. Your name. Well, you did very well in your first commercial. Have a... Armchair. You've earned it. Armchair. So that Joe Mayo throws the worst parties, doesn't he? What was your job? My job was to keep you away from the music. What? He doesn't like my taste in music? Guess not. You should have been there last year. I got jiggy with it. <laughs> Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. On a Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio, the Armchair Quarterbacks app, and YouTube Live. It'll be a slow start, but we're starting out on YouTube Live, and uh, we're going to try to build. So anyone that you can get to like, subscribe to our page, hell, even if they even watch the thing, subscribe to it, like it, 
Watch it as much as you can. It's going to help us in the long run to try to do some things. You have to build up your algorithm. It takes a while on YouTube, but we're going to uh, make a conscious effort for that. Hopefully by this time next year, uh, things can happen for the show that haven't happened before. So we've tried it on Facebook Live. People are asking, why did why, you leave Facebook Live? We've tried it on Facebook Live for several years now, and we're going to try something different. We're still going to put the links up on Facebook so you can just click and go. Uh, but I think this works out better. And uh, it's easier to get people to draw over here from Twitter as well. So we'll see how it goes. But it's, it's day one, so Rome was not built in a day. We will figure that out as we go. Doug, you've got Buffalo versus Pittsburgh, Tennessee versus Kansas City, Saints versus Seahawks, and Tampa Bay versus Green Bay, you went straight chalk other than the fact that the Bucks are actually a five seed. So that's the only uh, road team you have winning in in the first round. Mm-hmm. But as far as the seeding goes, it means that everything will go according to plan. Two will play three. One will play the winner of four and five. So we go back to the AFC, and you've got Buffalo, at home against Pittsburgh in a rematch. This time, Pittsburgh won't be on short rest. They won't have played three games in 10 days. We all know how that affected them. They look dead. Where do you see this game in the rematch, so to speak, in Buffalo? I have to I have to refer back to what I just saw Sunday and where Pittsburgh is just the last four weeks, Pittsburgh has nosedived every week, and I've watched his Bills team become a really, really good team. So I, I don't give Pittsburgh a chance against the Bills in this game. You're playing in Buffalo, which really isn't that much of an advantage. It just this Bills team is poised for a long playoff run. <coughs> Excuse me. So I, 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 I look at the game. I see Bill. I see it 38-20. Wow. Bills blowout. Okay. I Pittsburgh is just Pittsburgh is just they're dead on their feet. I mean, the last four weeks that I've watched Pittsburgh play, I've watched them lose games to the Bengals for crying out loud. Here's the yeah, problem I, with Pittsburgh. If 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 people who do want to see Pittsburgh go deep in the playoffs and are saying you're nuts right now and da 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 Pittsburgh does not have a run game this year. No, they're they'll they'll have a game here and there where James Conner will have a good game, but all in all, they have not ran the ball. And if they're going to go into Buffalo and beat Buffalo, James Conner is going to have to be the guy, not Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to sling it around the field for Pittsburgh to win. It's got to be a low-scoring game, and James Conner's got to be the man. That's I mean, I mean that's just it. Maybe a little Benny Snell sprinkled in there a little bit. And you're going to move the chains from time to time with with the short, quick passing game. You get Claypool involved in some end rounds or whatnot. But if I'm with you on the fact that if if they try to do, shoot out, if it's a shootout, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. The Bills will. Josh Allen them. has gone way up over, over this. You comparing what he was doing last year? It's night and day. Yeah. Remember last year. He couldn't hold on to a stinking lead against the freaking uh, uh, Houston Texans in a playoff game. They were up 16 to nothing with like a minute left in the third quarter. They couldn't hold on to the lead. 
No. And the offense was absolutely terrible. The mm-hmm. defense, the defense is what they leaned on last year. Now that defense is starting to get back to about where it was last year, and, and that pass offense they have is, you know, with John Brown back and what Stefan Diggs has done for them. Forget about it. Forget about it. Okay, so we go into the. Uh, the next matchup that will be Kansas City at home against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I call this the barbecue bowl because you don't get any better barbecue than Tennessee versus Kansas City, right? But yeah. in the football game, Tennessee's going to be hard pressed to slow down that Kansas City offense. What say you? I think the Titans have a chance if they can. You know, it's the old strategy: keep Kansas City off the field. Derrick Henry has got to. I hate to say it, it's got to be the fixture here. Just keep running that, what I call that 30-gut offense. Just keep pounding it down Kansas City. These long, Just have a couple of long drives. Keep Kansas City out of the game as much as possible. They may pull it off, but if you're asking for my pick, the, the Chiefs will win this game. By the way, Jay Glazier is reporting from Tampa Bay Buccaneer country that uh, Mike Evans, hyperextended left knee, showed no structural damage to the ligaments. They are hopeful that he'll actually be able to play Saturday night. We'll see. I don't think that's the biggest thing in the world. They have so much so much talent on a wide receiver. If he has to sit out that game, that won't be why they lose. They will lose that game because they can't keep Chase Young off of Tom Brady. That's That'll be the key to that game. So you've got Kansas City beating Tennessee? Yep. Barely. I've got like a, I'm saying like a 34, 31 win. Wow. I don't, I, what I watched yesterday, I don't know if I see Tennessee. We're going to be hard pressed to be able to slow down Mahomes. And unless you're going to score on every single possession, I don't know how you're going to make that plot. Essentially, I would tell the punter don't come to the game. We're not going to punt today, guys. And Gaskowski, we're not going to use you often. Other than kickoffs and extra points, you're going to be there not to kick field goals. Unless it's a situation where you have to have that field goal or you know, it just makes sense at the time. You're not going to go up fourth and goal from the 13 in the first quarter when it's 7 nothing, right? You're not going to do that. You're going to go ahead and get points, but... I'm just saying that at this point, they're going to have to go for it on fourth down. They're going to have to treat it like four down territory the entire game. That's the only way that that, that they'll fight fight through that. St. Seahawks. Now, that game will be in New Orleans. Seahawks versus the Saints should be a great, great game. Who you got? I got the Seahawks winning this game. Okay. This is where I say New Orleans blows it. This this is the game. This is where uh, I think the Seahawks play one of their better games. So I've got the the Hawks upsetting them. Uh, I would say like 27-21. Okay. And then Tampa Bay goes to Green Bay. Rodgers versus Brady. This game, it depends, you know, it depends on which Packers shows up. Uh, the Packers that we saw uh, destroy uh, the Bears 
or the Packers with that mediocre defense that, you know, that underperforms. I'm saying that the Packers will play to form, and I think they will beat Tampa. I'm, and it's probably be a cold day in Lambeau, so we're probably looking at, I don't know, 24-13 maybe. Yeah, the one thing we know, the cold weather won't won't bother Brady, but uh, the rest of his Tampa colleagues, I don't know, man. <laughs> They're not used to being in the playoffs, much less playing being in the playoffs in Lambeau Field. So you get, you got to give the the nod to Green Bay, I would think, in that one. So then you get to the AFC Championship game. You've gone chalk, so you've not pulled any kind of upset. You got one versus two, and you got one versus two. Um. Buffalo versus KC, who you got in Kansas City, mind you. And I think, trying to remember, trying to remember, they they, they flip-flop every year in the AFC Championship game. I think it's their turn to be the night game. I could be wrong on that one. Because I want to say last year, Green Bay would have played San Francisco, right? And Kansas City played – did Kansas City play the the Patriots last year? No. No, that's right. They played Tennessee. Yeah, they played Tennessee. And the Tennessee game was, was the mid-afternoon game. So, yes, that game will be nighttime, AFC game. So, that will be the late kickoff around 7 o'clock-ish Eastern time, depending on how they decide to do it this year. Drives me nuts. Like, dude, get the game going. It's a Sunday. What the hell else we got to do? Um, I do actually think they do 630 because I think they try to do it pretty much in line with what the Super Bowl is going to start with. So it's going to be dark. It's going to be cold. But Kansas City and Buffalo don't really give a damn because they both play in the dark and the cold. So Kansas City versus Buffalo, a shootout for sure. What you got? And this is where my upset comes in. I'm picking the Bills to win. 38-31. Okay, you got Buffalo upsetting Kansas City. I like yep. it. It would be a lot of fun if that happens. Who are they going to play in the Super Bowl? And I have the Seahawks beating the Packers to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Seattle upsetting Green Bay. So we end up with the Buffalo-Seattle Super Bowl when we could have had Kansas City-Green Bay. And the world is a sadder place. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell wants to watch that crap? Uh, no, no, I'm joking. Uh, the... Any other scenario, I, I could be excited. That, but Buff, if it's a Buffalo Super Bowl scenario, I'm going to be a little... I, of course, you know, because you're always here, but I do the Super Bowl party, and the food's always... Uh, around the cities that are in it. I've already started pre-planning in case Buffalo gets in uh, and wings on sale. So I went and grabbed some wings the other day, but uh, um, Seattle brings nothing to the table. <laughs> I mean, these, That's true. There's no Seattle based food. That you're like, all right, let's rock and roll. If he gets down to those four teams, Kansas City, Green Bay, Buffalo, Seattle. Seattle's got to be the odd man out because I don't want to see their terrible version of food at, uh, at a Super Bowl party. Um, I might, I might pull a, pull the wild card. My, my wife's always wanted to do like a crab boil. So I'm like, yeah, it's close enough to Seattle. We'll, we'll, yeah, it's really New Orleans, but we'll go ahead and say that's Seattle. Um, 
<laughs> so you got Buffalo and Seattle in the Super Bowl. Who wins it all? What's the score? Buffalo wins 34-27. Would you suspect that Josh Allen is your MVP that day? I actually, I think Stefan Diggs will be the uh, MVP. I think we'll, 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 I'll go out on the limb on that one and say, I think Stefan Diggs will be. That would be a great story. It, it probably actually would be even a better story if, if you were to beat Green Bay and be, and be the MB, MVP, considering you spent so much time in, in Minnesota. Um, True. That would be a great story. Um, my biggest question mark with Seattle is is what I have with the the Steelers. The running game just isn't there. I say the running game's a little better than Pittsburgh, and when you have Russell Wilson, you don't need as big a running game as you need it when you have because Russell Wilson himself can be the running game, right? Roethlisberger's a statue at this point, so I'm not putting them on right. the same level, but Chris Carson. Is yet to really get going. I would really hope someone gets to the Super Bowl that has a running game because I, I don't want to see a bunch of chucking. That's 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 my that's my fear. You know, if you get if you get okay, so if you get straight chalk and you get Green Bay versus Kansas City, at least Green Bay has a running game, right? Right. And we're not just going to get chuckers because I really don't want to see something like my worst nightmare would be Pittsburgh or Kansas City. I'm sorry. Um, Kansas City doesn't have much of a running game. Honestly, anyone who makes it in the AFC other than Tennessee and Baltimore is going to be a disappointment when it comes to the running game. So you're going to have an AFC team that does has no running game. And then in the NFC – if it's if it's Seattle or somehow the Bucks get in there, I just don't want to see. But because my thing here's my thing: if if Kansas City gets in, the Chucker's not going to be able to out Chuck the Chuckster. Because man, that's all. But if there's a guy that was born to play in this era of football, it was Pat Mahomes. Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I'm sorry, he doesn't like Pat. Patrick Mahomes. He's fun to watch, but I do like the run game. I do like seeing the ball ran. I, like, there was nothing better than me watching Derrick Henry just plow through. Hell, for for that matter, Jonathan Taylor plowing through the uh, the Jaguars yesterday. I love yeah. a good running game, but I think the biggest problem this year is the few teams that have running games, the rest of their team is not solid. It's it's not a whole. And this Jadavian Clowney thing did not work out for the Titans. They still don't have a pass rush. Their offense is as lethal as anyone's in football. But they will have to punt from time to time. Cause they because they're not yeah. they're not so efficient you can't stop them, right? And when you punt, you've pretty much said to any team you're playing that has a very good offense, all right, well, the game's over because we can't stop you and we've now punted twice, which means we're down by 14 bare minimum. 
That's that's why Derrick Henry's got to be that thick. They, that, you, know, need, we talk- you, know, you know what the Titans need to start doing right now, today, this morning? They need to spend the entire day practicing the onside kick. Because they're going to need it. At some point in their playoff run, they're going to need the onside kick. Whether it is a trickster to like start the game or because they're down three scores with seven minutes left and they finally get in the end zone, they're going to have to get an onside kick. They need to get so proficient at that that it's a higher than a 50-50 chance of getting the damn thing. That's what they need to be practicing. To hell with all the other crap you want to practice. Practice the onside kick because none of this other is going to help you. You can't you can't practice your pass rush. You guys suck. You're you're not getting a pass rush. You can't practice your. My God, the secondary was shredded yesterday. They had a they had a a three score lead and couldn't hold on to the damn thing because Brandon Cooks got behind both safeties and the and the cornerback on a simple flag route. I was like, who the hell is coaching this team? And Vrabel, that's supposed to be his strength, defense. Boy, defense man. He's put together a good team. He's been it's been fun to watch. He's no worries about losing his job. But my God, can we get a defensive coordinator next year? Can you can you be the head coach and get someone else to call the plays? Can you be the overseer and they have to answer to you? He wants he he wants to emulate Bill Belichick so much. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Like so, so, something's got to give. This defense is atrocious, and they did nothing, nothing that worked. They they tried, but they did nothing that actually worked in the off season. Unbelievable. Well, offside kicks it is. That that's what I say, man. Just go and work on onside kicks for the next two days. And then, and then we'll worry about implementing our our run package and all that junk. That's not going to matter when you you can't stop. They've got a fighting chance against Baltimore, but after that, with Kansas City, that's what I'm saying. They need to get a week in front of this. Let's start the onside kicks this morning. Hopefully, we get past Baltimore and we can have it perfected by next week. So, just in case y'all missed it, in case you're just joining us, brand new on this is. Uh, this morning, breaking news, brand new breaking news. Doug Marone of the Jacksonville Jaguars has been fired. Of course, Gase was fired last night. This is what everyone refers to as Black Monday. Um, I suspect at least three more guys get fired today. If you were to guess, get, give me three teams that you're like, eh, it's been, a, it's enough already. Because uh. Detroit's already lost their coach. Yeah, Houston's already lost. You know what? Just give me one. You know what? That might be too many. Just give me one more that you're like, I think this guy's going to get canned. I would look to see if the Bengals get rid of their guy. Because that display this season, I'm throwing that. I'm just throwing that out there off the top of my head. That was a disgrace. I think they'll keep him because the offense looked very good under Joe Burrow. And so I think they'll keep him because they want to see him, what he can do with Joe Burrow going forward. But I will mm-hmm. say this, he'll be on the hot seat next year. If it's anything close to what he did this year, he'll be on the hot seat. I think the Chargers will be the team. Um, and I actually like Anthony Lynn. I think he gets a bad rap 
this year. There was a lot of things that went wrong, but I think the Chargers are going to find are going to move on and they're going to get an offensive minded coach to try to bring in the the new era with Justin Herbert and company. And well, that's what I'm just going to say. That's the same argument like with Joe Burrow. I mean, both teams are in this kind of same situation. They both have, you know, rookie, great rookie quarterbacks. So, except this is the this is the Bengals coach's first year. The Chargers coach has been there what three or four years, and they've progressively gotten worse. I don't think this year was his fault, but they've progressively gotten worse. They they punted this year when they let Philip Rivers go. When when you let your your guy go, that's pretty much it. Um normally when you do that though, the head coach is brand new. So I don't know if 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 Mr. Anthony's gonna be able to to uh, stick around because it's just gonna be it's gonna be one of those situations he'll he'll get another jo- chance down the road but it's one of those situations where because of where rivers was in his career they didn't want to bring him back one last year they wanted to go on to herbert and they're going to blame him for what this what what happened this year and i don't think he really deserves all the blame but anyways uh it's time to go ahead and uh turn back time and then we'll do our walk off Turn back time on this date. What, what is it? January fourth. It's already we're already back into January, Doug. Um, on this date, January fourth, nineteen seventy, the AFL Championship game. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Raiders, seventeen to seven. Chiefs. Defense forces four interceptions. And on the same date, uh, for obvious reasons, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Browns 27-7. The NFL champion, the following, I guess it was the following week. I don't think they took the two weeks off. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs would beat Minnesota the next week, twenty-three to seven in that game. It was funny. I was I was looking at the box score for that game. My God, how boring of a game would this be today? People would be could just complain about how drab this game was. Lynn Dawson had one hundred forty-two yards passing, seventeen <laughs> to twelve. Okay, which means every pass was like eight nine yards. Um, the running, here's the thing. So I saw this. I was like, my God, Minnesota couldn't do anything. So Joe Cap, he had 183 yards, but I bet a lot of that was garbage time when they were down. They, they lose 23 to 7, right? But here's the rushing yards. So you're like, okay, well, they didn't pass it much, but they must have ran the ball like a crazy man. No. The leading rush for the Kansas City Chiefs, Mike Garrett with 39 yards rushing. Sometimes yeah. I say I wish I was born earlier. I'm glad I missed that game. That game was terrible. <laughs> that was all defense, oh. if I remember right. I think they scored one or two defensive touchdowns in that game. 
all defense or lack of offense, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Birthdays. Speaking of NFL legends, we lost him this year, but I still want to give a happy birthday to one of my favorite people in the history of the National Football League. Don Shula passed away earlier this year. He would have been 90 years old today. Of course, he was the NFL Coach of the Year. Four times Super Bowl champion. Three times. Everyone remembers the Dolphins back-to-back, but they forget the Baltimore Colts as well. And... um, Oh, actually, he didn't win that game. He, he was uh, he was the assistant coach. No, he, he 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 was the head coach for the Colts, but they lost. Oh, the, oh, okay. The game against the uh, Colts lost to the uh, Cowboys. Gotcha. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait a minute. No, the Colts beat the Cowboys, didn't they? I thought the Colts won on the last minute field goal. They did. They did. They did. Okay. So yeah, he 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 won that game. He won that game. Yes, because Earl Morrill was the quarterback who later would become the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins when Greasy was injured. I don't know. I was, yes. I was at a senior moment there. All of a sudden, <laughs> 2021. I guess that's what's going to be go. Who's going to leave me this year? Is going is going to be my uh, my memory. Uh, also, happy birthday on this day. Garrison Hurst, remember him? Running back oh, yeah. for the, the Cardinals. Of course, he was a Georgia Bulldog. He's 49 years old today. I just feel like he's been out of the league as long for him to be 49. Maybe that's why he was never that good. Like Maybe he was in his late 30s when he came into the league. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it because I, I was looking at a couple others. but they're not. Well, I'll tell you what. Here, here's, a, here, here's a great one. Um, or a good one, a guy enjoyed watch playing baseball. Remember Ted Lilly, the pitcher, left-handed pitcher? Yeah. He yeah. is 44 today. So there yeah. you have it. What is your walk-off for the day, sir? Uh, I was going to take a little bit of personal pride and a shout-out to Sean. I won my first fantasy basketball game yesterday. So, sorry, Sean. It didn't take me 25 years to get me where I got. We haven't won the championship. I, I, I think that was Sean. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sorry. I actually lost to Sean this past week, but you know, I talked about this, uh, whenever the hell it was, we were talking about this last week that I'd forgotten when it comes to basketball, how screwed you can be depending on the week. So I just didn't have that many players play. I didn't have that many games on my docket this week. And so Sean beat me by like a couple hundred points because I looked at the beginning of the week. I was like, there's no way in hell I can win this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be an issue because when we get to the playoffs and they didn't have any other way of doing it, but when we get to the playoffs, it's going to be very, very difficult to win if you don't have the right setup. And, and maybe that's what's always made me mad about, uh, fantasy basketball, but whatever. I'll, I'll still have an good time. You know what I don't like though, when these guys are out or in, you know, da, 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 you can't put them on the IL to go pick up a player, not drop their player. Like you can in football. Yeah. I noticed that too. Yeah. Like they actually have to be injured like with a broken leg or something to freaking to, to, to get him on, on your IL. That sucks because there's a lot yeah. of guys who are going to take games off. If they have the out, the O, you should be able to move that thing down. Bad job by mm-hmm. Yahoo. Bad job. 
my walk off today will be, look, this is a really, really bad day for uh, sports watching, but there are a couple of games. Uh, uh, Celtics are playing the Raptors on Nesson tonight. If you get Nesson locally here in Florida, Orlando on Fox Sports Florida at 7 p.m. against the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you're looking for some Big Ten college basketball, you got Maryland versus Indiana 8 p.m. And then, of course, on the NBA TV, if you get that Mavs Rockets, ought to be a pretty good game. I don't know how much basketball I'm going to watch. I'm probably just going to watch highlights. I think I'm going to try to tune out of sports for one day. I'll st- I always have a ticker running, but you know, just in general, I think I'm going to tune out of sports for one day and uh, watch something really, really crappy with the wife. That's pro- <laughs> so- <laughs> By the way, I, I started watching the, the Yellowstone that everyone told me about last week. I'll say this. It's good, but it's not the most outstanding thing like it was sold to me last week. It's okay, but it's very so poppery. And it's, it's giving me the feeling it's going to head in the direction of like a Dallas or Knott's Landing as opposed to, they were trying to compare it to Ozark. It's, I don't get the Ozark feeling out of this. It's more of a, some hokiness to it, but it, it's, it's entertaining. It's, it's not bad. All right, brother. We'll see you next week. Uh, next week we will talk about your busted bracket and uh, other, uh, <laughs> other things in the world of football. Have a great week. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Tomorrow, Timus is with us. Justin is with us. I'll be here, and I'm who the hell else knows. We'll be back tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the Armchair Quarterbacks here on YouTube Live. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. haven't downloaded it yet the armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay i kind of like that i want to tap that